Planet Time. It is Thursday, October 27th, and this is your daily financial news. Lots of stuff going on today. Yesterday, we asked you a question. Would Meta miss or have a good quarter, and would they announce layoffs of 10,000 or more? The answer to those questions are Meta had a horrible, horrible quarter. They did exceed top line, which means revenue slightly. Uh, but their earnings per share were a disappointment. Their uh, earnings forecast was a disappointment. Their capital spend on the metaverse is insane. Uh, they've spent $9 billion in three quarters. They spent $3.7 billion last quarter. Last I checked, Meta was down about 23 or 24%, which is Quite a fall, uh, given they had already down 60-some-odd percent for the year. So all I have to say is yuck. So now for the question. Audience participation, please get your fingers ready. I want to hear from you. We have two earnings out after the bell. We have Apple and we have Amazon. I want to know, who do you think has a better earnings? And again, folks, we, we will know what their earnings expectations are. Which one do you think exceeds or misses the least? Let me know in the comments below. Will Apple or Amazon have a better quarter? I would love to hear from you. Leave comments below. Uh, we do have a central bank pivot. Yes, folks, central banks are starting to cry uncle. The first was Australia. Australia was expected to have a 75 basis point move about six weeks ago. And they moved 50. One second, please. Hey, buddy. How are you? He is. Uh, he likes to get up and uh, say hi to everybody. He's literally climbing up my leg. This is sunny. Uh, so what happened yesterday? Bank of Canada gave our second central bank pivot. Yes, folks, they gave us 50 uh, instead of 75. Again, Fed pivot. Is it a cut? Is it less? Is it a pause? All of these things seem to mean said Fed pivot. What will the Fed do next week, November 2nd? Will they give us the 75 that everybody expects? Will they talk down December and maybe only give us 50 or 25? Lots of stuff going on with central banks. But yes, count Bank of Canada as the second central bank to pivot after the Bank of Australia. Follow that up this morning with ECB, the European Central Bank. Uh, they came out and doubled their rates. They went up 75. Uh, so now they are uh, twice as much. They did not pivot yet. There is a lot of inflation going on in Europe. So the question is, what will the Fed do? My guess is they still do 75. Inflation is still a problem. We will talk about PCE here in a minute. There you go, Sonny. Go to your, go to your thing. Earnings. Lots of earnings. Let's hit layoffs first. I saw the first, you know, decent sized layoff announced in the tech sector yesterday. I think layoffs in finance and in tech are coming. Maybe they'll wait until after Q4 or after the holidays. But Seagate, Seagate announced 3,000 jobs would be laid off. Uh, that on top of Zillow yesterday announcing 300, kind of expected. But yes, Seagate came out with 3,000 thousand layoffs uh coming earnings lots of earnings to go through 
obviously we talked about Meta and Meta's just huge disappointment. Uh, we have Caterpillar. Caterpillar was interesting. They beat top line, beat bottom line. Lots of industrial projects going on. Very interesting. Ford. Ford had an interesting quarter. I would call it a kitchen sink quarter. What do I mean by that? They chose to write off their investment in Argo AI. They wrote off $2.7 billion all in the quarter, which made them look like they had an $800 million loss. Ford basically decided to get it off their books. The quarter wasn't, they didn't expect much. So they took the $2.7 billion write off in one quarter. Align Technologies, this is, think, braces, Invisalign, definitely a luxury, not a must have. Um, Align was a huge miss on earnings and weak forecast. I'm sure their stock is down today. Uh, next up, sleep number. What are we seeing in Align and sleep number? We are seeing consumer based products, I would argue, high end discretionary consumer priced items, really disappointing. Sleep number uh, did beat top and bottom, but they gave very weak guidance. So I would assume their stock is down this morning. Teladoc, Teladoc, a Kathy Wood investment. Last I heard, it was their second largest investment. Teladoc came out, beat top line, beat bottom line, and gave strong guidance. Uh, so there is a win for Kathy. McDonald's, beat top line, beat bottom line, but their customer base. What are we seeing at McDonald's? McDonald's is losing lower income uh, patrons, but they're actually getting higher income patrons. Folks that may used to eat out at the local restaurant, they're saying that's too expensive. Let's go to McDonald's. And others are saying, hey, we have to eat at home. So lots and lots going on. Um, yep, that's what I got. So, okay, that's the earnings for today. And again, remember the question for tomorrow. Who is better, Amazon or Apple? Leave comments below. 30-year mortgage rates. I don't know if you've been following the 10-year. I just saw the 10-year this morning. Drum roll, please. 3.99. I don't know where it's at now, but I saw that this morning. 3.99. The 10-year has come in 30 basis points, 35 basis points. Uh, there's definitely, definitely going to be a ripple effect with 30-year mortgage rates. It would not shock me. If we are below 7%, I believe the break even line is six. I believe housing is broken slow unless we get sub six, but at uh, certainly sub seven is helpful. We had a yield curve inversion. We've had a yield curve inversion that most people talk about. It's called the two and 10 for four or five months now. It's, it's been quite a while. What happened yesterday, at least the first time that I saw it, and it was still true this morning, the three-month and the 10-year were inverted. Think about that for a minute. You could borrow for 10 years cheaper than you could borrow for 90 days. That is not a sign of a healthy economy. That is a sign that a recession is coming. The 2 in 10 yield curve inversion is a decent indicator. The three-month 10-year yield inversion is a great indicator of a recession incoming. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. Sam Zell. Sam Zell, somebody I watch. If you haven't read Sam Zell's book, I think it's called Am I Being Too Subtle? It is a very interesting read. He is a no-nonsense guy. 
he basically says a recession is inbound. Uh, and, you know, the Fed was asleep at the wheel. And now they must, uh, you know, cause some pain. The, the reason that Sam Zell is interesting for you and I to follow is he was an investor when the Fed was being led by Paul Volcker. Sam Zell talked about in this interview a condo conversion that he was doing at the time where his buyers, you know, mom and dad buyers, had to get interest rates at 18%. So people were still doing deals at that time, but they had to be very, very good deals. Only great deals. Remember, only great deals. So we got some news today. Let's go to Q3 GDP. Uh, earlier in the week, I want to call it maybe Monday, maybe Sunday, we had a competition. Let's call Q3 GDP, right? We got our first look this morning. Uh, lots of you guessed negative numbers. A few of you guessed positive. I guessed positive at 0.8. We were all wrong. I believe there was one guess. I have to go back and find it. I believe somebody nailed the number. The number was positive 2.6. I could be wrong. My memory's not what it used to be, but I think somebody in the comments nailed it. And if they did, we have got to get them this shirt. So if you want to go through and help me find out who deserves this, let's do it. You send me your address. I will send you a nailed it shirt because you nailed it. Uh, we did not. Yeah, 2.6. Now, let's talk about it. Let's talk about this GDP number. First, let's never forget, G GDP number is nominal. It is not real. Okay, what does that mean? It means it's not adjusted for inflation. Not adjusted for inflation. So the fact that inflation is 8 and we got a GDP of 2.6, you see what I see. So first off, it is positive and it is nominal. Second, I've already seen some comments out there uh, on social media talking about this number is made up, it's fake. I, I don't, I mean, if the number was okay for you in Q1 and Q2 when it was negative, but now you say it's, I don't, I don't understand. Sometimes if it fits your narrative, it's a good number. And if it doesn't fit your narrative, it's a bad number. I don't, I think all these numbers are, they are what they are. But again, for me, we always remember this was a nominal number. So it's not that good. <laughs> Let's just be clear. 2.6 GDP growth in a inter or a inflation world of eight, not good. It's not good, but it's not negative. And if you were calling a recession this year, I don't know. I don't know. And then lastly, we got PCE, personal consumption expenditure. This is the important number of the re week. Remember, we, you and I, think CPI, consumer price index. You and I might look at PPI, producer price index, wholesale inflation. The Fed looks at PCE, personal consumption expenditures. And folks, it is still going, it is going down. You can clearly see the trend. It peaked at six. Last month was four, seven. It came in at four, five. So when people talk about the Fed having to get above inflation, lots of folks talk about the Fed getting above CPI. I do not believe that. I believe the Fed has to get above PCE 
core. PCE core, as of this morning, is 4.5. So that is why I believe the Fed has to go to 5%. People calling like the Fed going to 9 or 10, I believe, are looking at the wrong inflation number. So I believe the PCE number is important. It is now down to 4.5. It was 4.7. It peaked at 6. It's going to be hard sledding coming down. But yes, we are there now. Anything else I have? Intel spun off Mobileye. Think about Volkswagen spinning off Porsche or Porsche. I don't really know how to say it. I don't own one, so don't know. Uh, but yes, uh, Intel spun off Mobileye for $17 billion. Uh, it popped yesterday 30%, I believe. Um, oh, the last thing I noted is if you ever thought about being a digital nomad, digital nomad, all you have to do is go to, uh, you can go to Bali, you can get a five or 10 year visa. You can live in Bali for five to 10 years. All you have to do is bring $130,000 deposit it in a Bali bank, Indonesian bank, and they will give you a five to 10 year visa. Pretty cool. So Dion, you could live in Bali if you wanted. So again, that's what I got for you folks. Today's a busy, busy day. We talked to Jonathan, obviously. Uh, just lots of conversations. I hope you have an amazing day. Thursday, October 27th. Don't forget, who will be better, Apple or Amazon? I look forward to your comments below. Bye-bye.